Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast space where life feels lighter. You know, sometimes life can have us feeling worn out and weighed down, locked up and left out, or just simply looking for more. And if that sounds like you, you're in the right place. You can live freed up and not fed up. I'm your host, Tina Robertson, and today we're continuing the conversation with Dr. Rod about heart talk. He's going to zero in today on masculinity and femininity, and you're going to want to hear this brief conversation. But hey, if you're joining us today and you haven't yet listened to part one of heart talk, make sure you get back to listen to that episode. So I'm not going to delay. Let's get ready to hear from Dr. Rod. Prior to us coming on the recording, um, you talked about this theological um, presupposition about what we took away from the the, um, sin in the Garden of Eden, Mm. and that's shame, blame, and fear. And those pop up in this trauma process of pushing through grief. And so when we're working through the grief and we get to that high pain point, that defense mechanism comes into place and and we may start feeling the shame piece or start blaming or have that fear barrier that keeps mm-hmm. us from moving forward. So sometimes we back away from it completely. Sometimes yes. we back away for a little while. You shared that. Um, but then we have to get back up into that process. And so it's building that window of tolerance, which we would call that on the clinical side, is we're adjusting to parts of that grief journey and we're able to absorb it and we get more confident. And then our window of tolerance to sit in the pain, it widens and we can do more of the work. So I appreciate that. I heard you say these these three things, at least, that your heart has got to grieve. That's the biggest part is letting the heart exhale from the pain, not stopping that, but literally doing that. And aside from the fact that not having therapist friends, please keep your therapist friends, folks. I need some friends. Yes, amen. Uh, don't, don't ditch me. But understanding that you just need that space. And so the second thing I heard you say was rest, that you couldn't explain it, but just resting and being in the grief place and not taking on all these other pieces, distractions, but really just focusing on that heart grieving and then the joy and laughter to engage in those spaces. Um, Those are part of our healing process from trauma. Oh my goodness. Um, I've learned so much just from that. There are two parts that I took away that I definitely have to do, and that's rest Mm. and and feel the joy. And so I hope that the listeners heard that. Mm. Um, I want to ask you a little bit. I'm stacking some into, because there are some men that listen to Freed Up, and we are planning for a series on men to start in April. And so you're going to come back and Mm. share in part because um, your doctoral dissertation was on African-American men. And um, and so I want you to talk a little bit about your dissertation and what you learned from that. And how do you use that work in your ministry and in your uh, therapeutic work now? Um, I had an awesome time. Um, Pastor Bailey just kept challenging me. And then Pastor Carter kept challenging me to... Um, what are answers? And so I got my doctorate of ministry, I, and I, I chose that over a PhD. A PhD is more more focused on data. Uh, D men, you not only have to do some of the data, not as intense, but you have to come up with something that's ap- applicable. 
and I wanted the applicable. And so I'd created a program called Restoring Authentic Masculinity. Mm -hmm. And I'd taken several men through at Concord and saw it work. And then in doing my dissertation, I did two case studies, uh, one with a young man um, and that he had been raised by a godly father. The, the father was very present. Uh, then the other was um, no father at all, none, no men in his life, no uncles, um, uh, bad examples. And so uh, I did, uh, both of them had been through the RAM program. And, um, and so I could see prior to what was going on. And then I could see post. And uh, one thing that I learned is um, the father wounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, I uh, came to the conclusion of Psalm 45 talks about a wedding and the father stands up at the wedding. He speaks this blessing over his son. And Paul tells Timothy in first Timothy one 18 fight according to prophecies that have been made concerning you. And the, the one that the one that had no son or no father, he had no prophecies. Mm. So everything was a fight, mm-hmm. fight mm. with his girlfriends, fight with the police, fight with the teachers fight. And he was, he was very good um, at what he did. Unfortunately, he was always in an aggressive mode mm-hmm. uh, because it, he, think of Daniel Boone. Uh, Daniel Boone has many arrows in his back because he had his in his front. He's fighting the Indians and he's fighting the settlers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this guy was like a Daniel Boone. Beautiful noble heart, um, just a magnificent man. Uh, both of them were, yet he had so much anger, so much hurt. Um, and then out of that, I realized, okay, so something else too, is uh, my guy that was raised by a godly dad got lost in college. And so I said, okay, let me research this. You had all the programming, you had all the prophecy, dad spoke all these things over you. And um, I interviewed him and his two brothers and, um, and they came up with this. I said, what's the thing that knocked you off? And he said, it was music mm. he used to hide the music from dad. Dad despised our music. Um, and so we would have these CDs hidden in the car and different places. And every once in a while, dad would find them and he would leave them there, but he'd break them up into little pieces. And there was just enough distance between dad and us. We felt like he was kept in something from us. And so, so they both said that the fraternities were rough on them because it deprogrammed them from what their dad gave them. Um, and, and, and they, but they, the schools that they went to fraternities helped them survive. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a necessary. Uh, the second thing was the, the no shadow. It was, so it was peer pressure. And then they said the music just undermined it. Now has a, they both were fathers. They both had sons. The, the one son that had the father did not have the anger issues. Hmm. Did not have did not have to work through the regressed anger, the uh, feeling of abandonment, all that stuff. He had to work more than through the shame issues, because now he's thinking, I don't want my son to do what I did in college. Um, mm-hmm. I don't because it's affecting my marriage, mm-hmm. and my wife senses this playboy type of mentality that that she really enjoyed when it was 100% focused on her. But now we're two years in the marriage and I'm a little bored and I've stepped back a little bit and she hears how I talk to other women. And and, and she, so they've come to see me. We've worked through some of the issues, yet he still won't give up that mindset. Anyway, um, now the guy that's hurt, he's a better 
Now he was a player too. I mean, this, both of them were like, I, I bow to them because they're both geniuses when it comes to that, not the player aspect, but just of, of knowing, knowing how to date, if you will. (laughs) But the guy that was hurt, he keeps, because of the pain of his past, he knows the pleasure of his future could really tempt him. Mm. So his walk with God is more desperate. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me what I learned, I created a program called 90 Minute Training. It's for 10-year-old young males. Wow. And, and I created it primarily for single moms that are raising a son and to speak into their lives. That's, that's when you want to have, I would tell the guys, these young men, 10 years of age, a young lady can't say yes to sex with her eyes. She'll say yes with her lips. She'll say yes with her hips, but she can't say yes with her heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys went out on his prom night when he was 18 years old and his dad asked him, said, Hey, did you get any? And he said, no, no, you can't dad. Cause if you look in her eyes, she's saying no. And I look this young lady and she wanted to do it. Cause she wanted to tell her friends we did it. But I looked in her eyes and I said, no, you're waiting for me to take you to the altar of God. And we had a great time. Now we made out, but we didn't go all the way. We had fun and we danced and, you know, we kissed, but Pastor Rod's words, and I hope it wasn't Pastor Rod's words. It was the Holy Spirit's words were in my head. And the dad came to me and he hugged me just on Sunday morning, grabbed me and hugged me. And I was like, whoa, dude, what's up? Talk to me. You know, I, I'm not that quick. Um, and, and he said, it, it, tears were in his eyes. And he said, thank you. I, I didn't think it was possible. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that. And here was this guy. He went off to college and he's still a virgin. Uh, last time talking to him, he was still a virgin because of he looks into women's eyes and he sees their heart. He sees their being. He sees the breath and he honors that. Mm-hmm. And that just was. So if you ask me what I've learned, um, every man has a noble potential in his being. If he has a father, if he has a mother, they nurture that out. Mm-hmm. If a wife marries somebody that's not been nurtured out, she's going to have to do the nurturing. Not as a mother, mm-hmm. as a sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can reach these. You can, and to, to let me tell the dads, dads, you have to be involved in the children, in your sons and daughters' lives. You have to wake up your sons' masculinity. You have to wake up your daughters. If you don't, their sexuality moves ahead of their femininity or their masculinity, and mm-hmm. they begin to be defined by their sexuality. Wow. So, okay. So, so here's one thing that I definitely want to say to that. I know there are plenty of women in this audience that want to know who that young man is that's in college that's still a virgin who looks in eyes and says, no, your eyes are saying no. I I mean, I I got some folks that are probably lined up right now, email me and call me about who that is. Okay. So that's one thing we can turn this podcast into like an online dating thing. Automatically. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so just appreciate the um, just the necessity of, again, getting back to that femininity and mm-hmm. understanding the process through which um, really we're designed to honor God through that femininity mm-hmm. first and then through the sexuality at the appointed time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how our journeys get off because of those those enemies lurking that try to yeah. call it off. And so right. um, thank you for making that clear. We are, are over our time, but you're coming back. Because you're going to talk more about all of this when we do our series on men. And I want to spend a lot more time with you. I have just my heart um, is really just wide open for men right now and just seeing different um, 
just the challenges that they're facing, especially for, mm-hmm. for our men of color, for black yes. men, as yes. we're dealing with so much in our in our societal space with the racial injustice and all that that's removed. So will you come back when we get to yes, that part? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I want to say again, thank you. And we're, we're closing out. So Dr. Rod, I pray that God continues to bless you. I know he will and continues to pour vision and passion into the work that you're doing because the world needs what you have. God bless you. And thank you. Man, I tell you, every time I sit down and have a conversation with Dr. Rod, I learn so much, but more than anything, my passion is ignited for this work. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your insight, and just from the heart of passion that you have to serve men and women so that they can live out their full potential and reach the destiny and the purpose that God has for them. Well, listen, y'all. You got to get ready for our next few episodes. I'm so excited. You heard today a little bit about men and masculinity and just know our series for men is going to kick off shortly in the month of April. Ladies, tell all of the men in your lives, men who are listening, get your posse, get your crew and come back and listen to Freedom specifically from April to June. We're going to be hosting this segment on men's mental health. And as always, remember, none of you walks this path alone. I'm walking right alongside you, as well as all the other Freed Up family and listeners. God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.